you know that one of the things I focus on most within my home management is making sure that I'm not distracted by that lovely thing that we all hold near and dear to our hearts and to our yoga pant pocket, aka the side of our leg or in our shirt strap or always near us. At some point in the day, our phone is within our reach and it is so distracting. I know that it causes so many more issues within our family than we even realize. And that is why I fell in love with what I'm bringing to you today here on the show. I have so much enthusiasm and excitement. This episode is absolutely amazing. It is no secret that screen time is one of the biggest issues that families are facing today. And I have the founders of RO, Heath Wilson and Joey Odom here on the show talking about an incredible product that they created and gamified to be able to bring families together. They've seen the benefits within their own family and they are hoping that you will see it within yours. RO is a product that you can use in your home that leverages the science of habit formation and motivational design to ensure that parents and kids don't miss out on what's most important by helping you and your whole family reclaim time spent what would have otherwise been on your phone. I hope you are ready to dive into an incredible story. Heath and Joey have amazing heartfelt moments that happened to them in their lives that led them to the creation of this product that you and I experience on a regular basis. I am not going to share any more with you. I'm going to let the interview speak for itself. What do you say? Let's get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, here we are. This is going to be a delight for you this week here on the show because we have two incredible guests that I have been so excited to interview for quite some time. Joey and Heath, welcome to the show. The first official work from home working dads that we've ever had and introduce yourselves. The one thing that I always ask all of my guests to share straight out the gate is what are you juggling every day in your lives? And in that introduction, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about why you guys are here and what you do. Yes, thank you. Good to be here. Uh, I am Heath Wilson. Wilson, watching on YouTube or otherwise, I'm the bald guy and Joey's got a lot of hair. So um, that gives you a little bit of a different view of uh, both of us. I'm also 5'10", he's 6'5". So we're kind of an an odd couple. Um, I've got four kids. So right now I'm juggling two of my kids are twins and they're seniors in high school. So right now we are juggling the whole college decision process, which gosh, when I went to school way back when was so easy. I just picked one place and went to school and life kind of moved on, but no, it's not how we do it today as parents. We look at a bunch of schools and we take a bunch of tests and approach it a different way. So I say all that. It's actually been a fun process for us. We're enjoying it. The kids are enjoying it. We're not 
so overbearing that we're worried about test scores. It's all going to work out. We're, we're choosing character over confidence and just having a blast and wherever they end up, they end up and we'll go visit them. Even if it's in Arizona or Tennessee or somewhere. Yeah. Just all the summer. (laughs) (laughs) What's great for What's great for me is that I get to follow Heath's blueprint. So I have a, my wife and I have a 15 year old and a 13 year old. So he is, he's just laying the path for us on how we handle that someday college discussion, post high school discussion. So, um, so it's very, very helpful. Uh, my name is Joey Odom. And so my juggle right now is really in this transitional stage with my kids from kind of me the, being the one that's, you know, laying down the rules and, um, teaching the lessons and more letting them be their own coach, just starting a, a good process of a launching. I've heard that it's, I've heard that you should begin to launch your children into the real world, starting at, around around like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably a little bit behind on my son who's 15. My daughter, I think we're in, we're doing okay on, on timing, but that's, that's a hard thing. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to, you know, shift over to a little bit more of a Socratic method of conversation and talking and less punishment and learn your own consequences. And, um, but it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a new adventure and uh, we're having a good time with it. I love it. I uh, have one that is about to transition into junior high. And oddly enough, I feel like we too have way too many decisions on our hands with, is it private? Is it charter? Is it homeschool? Is it your neighborhood school? It's like, Oh my gosh, this used to be so simple. You just went to the school down the street and there was no decision-making involved in it at all. So outside of your families, tell us about what you do and essentially why you guys are here today. Yeah, I'll I'll take you back, Chelsea, to a story when my son, who I just mentioned, who's 15 now, when he was five years old, um, we were there at, uh, as we were every Saturday, my wife and I on the sideline of the soccer fields, watching him play soccer. And this was Harrison's first season to ever play soccer. And he was not the best kid on the team in terms of he's, you know, I'm biased. I say he was the best child there, but not the best soccer player. Um, so he was, uh, he wasn't that productive in terms of, uh, of soccer goal scoring, but um, one day, one Saturday, as we'd been, you know, many Saturdays before, we're sitting there watching and this magical moment arises. See, Harrison had not scored a goal all season and every other kid on the team had. So magical moment arises. Like you kind of think back almost like it's a movie. It's slow motion moments where he rears back his leg. He kicks the ball, goes end over end into the back of the net. And it was this amazing moment of excitement for everybody. I mean, all the parents, such sweet parents, all of them are cheering. The coach lifts him up. And what does a five-year-old boy do in that moment when he scores his first soccer goal? He he looks over a dad. So he and I, for, for the two of us to lock eyes and him to see the look of pride on my face and to smile at each other, which is great, except for the fact that I totally missed the moment. I, I was there physically, but my head was down looking at my phone, looking at the screen. And it was a moment that he swears now, 10 years later, that he doesn't remember, um, which is good. But for me, I I definitely remember it. I remember exactly how it felt. I remember exactly the, I hate to use this word, but the shame I felt when my wife told me yeah. that he had just scored a soccer goal and looked at me. Um, and so that began this that began this whole kind of cycle of this quest to make sure I don't make that same mistake again. And then to make sure other dads, other moms don't make that mistake again. And what's cool about that story is at that time, down the road, two miles down, a guy I had never met, I hadn't met yet, a guy named Heath Wilson, 
who was at the peak of his career, here he is um, thinking about the same thing, missing similar moments. And it was it was a couple of years later when we connected, but little did I know he was going through the exact same stuff at that time. Yeah, I think, you know, look, I've I've at the time my kids were late elementary, maybe going into middle school, and I'm looking at them and I'm looking a couple of years in the future and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to give them this magical, powerful, wonderful captivating device. And I've been the worst role model. You know, I was, I was on it all the time. I was so important. I had to be connected, you know, all those reasons why, why we spend time on the device. And I was an entrepreneur. So it was part of my identity as well. Um, and I took a, I've looked in the mirror one day and said, I'm, I'm not good at this and I've got to be better. So I went down a similar journey of trying to figure out how can I fix this? And I tried everything. I bought every app that was out at the time. I checked my screen time. I tried to put the phone away and everything failed. And by the way, and by the way, self-disciplined, uh, spend a lot of time focused on how to be better in life. And this is just one area I couldn't, I couldn't solve. And then it took us, you know, I have a similar story of, of one of my kids kind of calling me out in a way, uh, unintentionally of saying, look, I want to give my dad the gift of family time for Christmas because he just never gets it. And that's one of those moments, the gut punch moment where I thought, you know, something's got to change. I've got to be better for my family. And, and more importantly, I kind of want my family to be better. So I reached out to Joey. I, ironically, I sent him a text and I said, hey, I've got an idea. Um, at the time, I had sold my my previous business. So I had some time as well, some flexibility. I said, let's go try to solve this. Let's go fix this for our families. And I bet if we can fix it for our families, we can fix it for others. And that's that's the journey we've been on for the past three and a half, four years uh, is really, and you, you talk a lot about systems, Chelsea. We're really trying to build a system for families yeah. that makes it easy to take breaks, to put down their phone, to focus on the things and the people that matter and the moments that matter and the sacred times in their household. And we're not ashamed. We're not a guilt. We we love phones. We're pro phone. We're pro technology. But the relationships we have with these devices in our pocket is just a little out of balance right now. Yeah. I mean, I think in my opinion, it's it's so much more than a little out of balance. I think <laughs> it is something that people choose to ignore because of what it means they're going to have to do in their lives and the discomfort that they're going to have to experience when they choose to disassociate themselves and their identity and their worth and their dopamine mm. releases, their addiction, when they give way to the idea that this actually is a problem. I come at it from a completely different angle, obviously, because I'm trying to help families, specifically moms, to be able to lead their ship, right? And their ship as a mom is so important. And the addiction to their phone, first of all, I don't think that people realize that the phone addiction is actually a true addiction. And not only do they not see it for themselves, but they don't want to, and maybe even don't even realize how bad the addiction is to their kids. And for us as adults, especially in our generation, we had the gift of a true childhood because these devices were not around. And so now for me, my big thing is not only role model, being a role model and showing our kids what this looks like and being able to connect with them, which for moms that are overwhelmed, they immediately want to give their kids a tablet because they mm, need time to yeah. go do the things that they need to do. And so these kids are being robbed along with the mom and the dad that are being robbed, right, of this ability to bond. But when we just focus on the parents, because it does start with them, it does start yeah. with them being a role model. And I think it is, you know, 
a, a really divine thing. And I, I feel so often privileged to be around other people that had that moment and that, that voice and that opportunity in their life where they heard a call to do something and you dropped it and you did it because this is, and everyone has that moment in their life where they know that they're supposed to do something, but so many people don't act on it. And so now here you guys are with this incredible product and system, which makes me super excited because I will say in my own home, we have systemized as much as we can getting rid of our phones. And so we've had a phone basket, which is so funny in our house for a very long time. And the goal is everyone drops their phone in the phone basket. And it really was just for my husband and I, because of the need for true connection and what that provides to our children. Whenever, whenever he and I together are able to get rid of our phones, we then not only have a stronger connection with each other and are able to continue to implement the systems that we're trying so hard to implement, like get our dishes done, get our kids to bed on time and live that disciplined life to live just not under the bar, but above the bar of what our potential is. And our phones are the reason why we're not getting there. That addiction that we feel like we can control is something that goes so much further than discipline. So all these things that we've tried to put into place, they work-ish okay. But I will say we have not yet been able to have the RO in our house and we're going to, it was just this conversation the other day. I was like, when are we just going to pull the trigger and do this thing already? (laughs) I'm like, I can't wait. I'm so excited. So please, if, if there's anything, I just am like, okay, tell me all about RO. Tell me what it does. Tell me how it works. Tell me how it helps families. I'm just going to let you guys take it away and tell us all about it. Heath, why don't you, why don't you start with the... I'll, I'll set it up for Heath, but the the fact is that 91% of us have our phones with us 24 hours a day. We don't have to move our feet to get to our phones. And so that that is, and, and we've built this relationship over the last 16 years. The iPhone's been out for 16 years. And so we've we've developed this set of bad habits around our phones that can be unlearned. And so the, the original premise from Heath, and you, Heath, you can talk about it, is like, what if we just you know, just like you, Chelsea, what if we just found a way, a place to put our phones, right? Yeah. I think so much of life is made easy because we have a system, right? And we have a place and a plan. We always say a plan inspires confidence. And I think for most of us, we don't have a plan with our phone and we don't have a place for our phone. And because of that, our phone lives in our pocket or in our purse or handbag or on the table. And the reality is, and science will tell you this as well, if your phone is within line of sight, it equates to usage, not because you're actually touching anything, but because you're anticipating what's behind the magical screen. So science tells us the only way to not use it is to have it away and out of sight. So we thought, let's build a platform that has a place that becomes the de facto place for your phone when you're not using it. But that's not enough because we all have baskets and drawers and, and you know, whatever we could put boxes, we could put them in. We need an encouragement. We need a motivation. We need a little pat on the back. We need competition. Um, you know, everything that gamification does to help us better, to make us better. And we need to create a habit, right? And we need um, we need a little help along the way. So that's how we built the platform. It's not just about a box. It's not just about an app. It's about both of them working in tandem to make it easy. Easier, I should say. It's not easy. Yeah. We should start there. It's not easy at all, but make it easier to take those breaks. And oh, by the way, once you get the feeling, the feeling and the connection and the pride that is associated with taking a break, you want to do it more. That's just how Mm -hmm. the habit loop works, right? So it could be that one conversation with your spouse. 
could be that one connection with your son or daughter. It may just be a family dinner where a phone is not present and you all of a sudden it's 45 minutes longer than it normally is. Maybe you, whoa, you can go for a walk without your phone, as scary as that is, right? So there's all kinds of moments that once you remove that device, the world kind of opens up and is in color again. So we're just trying to make it much easier to to, to bring the world back to color. And, and the way that the way that plays out within the app, so we we've designed it to be very frictionless. So the way because when you rely, you talk about discipline and the way you've set up your home, it sounds like Chelsea is you've you've kind of taken the discipline in the moment out of the equation as much as you can. You've you've mm-hmm. created an environment that is not reliance on discipline because environment will trump willpower every time. If you're if right. you're just willing yourself to do something, but you don't have a proper environment for it, for it, it's not it's just not going to work. So the system of RO, when you drop it in, it immediately connects to the app. So the box is super. It's beautiful. It's, you know, mom approved, my, you know, wife yep. approved, wife designed. So it's when you drop it in, it automatically <laughs> connects to the app and begins to start tracking the time that you're away from your phone. So it gamifies the experience of being away from your phone. And with that, and this is designed for families too, to where people, you can see, Hey, how's, how is, you know, how am I competing against? If you want to make competition, I'm competing against the people in my family, or here's how much personal time I've had, or really for us, the barometer is not necessarily, and this is maybe a nuanced take. It's not necessarily a, a wholesale reduction of your screen time. It's more about, it's more about taking charge of the moments where you want to be present, mm-hmm. a family dinner. We have a great story from a, from a user in a member in California who said he had this 17 minute moment that changed his life with his son. We're like, well, gosh, Sam, what happened? Well, he put his phone away and he and his eight-year-old son talked about sharks and how things get invented. And that was it for 17 minutes. But he realized the compounding effects that 17 minutes a day could have on his son's life. So just that amount of time. Now, did that reduce his screen time report that Sunday drastically? Probably not. But that moment was enough for him to say. And like Keith said, it was that moment of pride when he took his phone out of RO and he saw 17 minutes and you can tag the sessions, tag what you do. He just said time with my son. And that to him made him feel proud. And that's when, what do you do when you feel proud? You feel good about yourself. Well, you do it again. And so yeah. this is all built around that, giving you a system that you can trust where you can put your phone down. It tracks the time away. You can see how many, you know, your streaks, one thing we love about it is I can see when anybody in my family starts a session, I get a notice on my phone, which is this mm. quiet invitation that says, mm. hey, put your phone down. And so, and what I bet about people who are listening today, and I hope I can say this, like, I bet you have just a bunch of badass moms listening right now who probably, right? Achievers, achieving moms. And so that competition might appeal to them, but we all need help. I mean, this, this is where, this is what's interesting. You said it earlier, which I really like this is this, this acknowledgement that it's difficult and we liken it very often to exercise. Exercise is mm-hmm. also difficult and we could, all of us, we can go burn calories for free. If you run around your neighborhood, you can do that for free, but a lot of us belong to gyms because we need a little bit of help to remove the friction of doing something difficult. That's really, really valuable. So we value as a society, our health, we value working out and exercise. And so we go someplace that's going to tell us what to do. It's going to give us the programming, may have some coaches and guys to tell us exactly what to do. It'll give us a community of people who are doing it along with us that share similar Mm -hmm. goals. And it gives you just a system that you can rely on where you're not having to just will yourself to throw in the tennis shoes and run around the neighborhood. So it's the same exact principle. Let's, let's acknowledge this is hard. Let's acknowledge we need some help. And if you value enough, what's on the other side of it, which is family connection, then you'll take those measures. And by the way, we encourage people go do what you've done, do it, do a family basket. But if that's not quite working, 
people often come to RO and they actually are desperate for a solution. If it's not working for you, we would love to help. And that's what we're here for. We really are here to hear a million stories of success and connection. And, um, and we, and we're hearing it bear out so far. It's honestly, you know, when you were talking about, and I didn't know that part where if you have your phone in your hand and say my 11 year old drops her phone in the RO that now I know. And like, I, it makes me emotional because our situation in our home is that I've had shared parenting time. Um, my daughter's, my oldest daughter's biological dad, she goes to his house from time to time. And so I wanted connection with her when she was over there. And so she Mm. got an old iPhone when she was really young um, that only works on Wi-Fi so that I could FaceTime her so that I could stay connected with her. Uh, and that was, that was the best that we could do. Well, now we're in a situation where I don't want her to have an iPhone anymore because yeah. now she knows how to use it. Mm. And so we're like, wow, what do we do now? <laughs> what do, <laughs> how do we revert back from this? I, I mean, even if I did see that coming, I don't know if I would have changed because of the scenario that we had, but now I'm like, we've got hard boundaries. And for me, there's a hard boundary with upstairs, downstairs. It's downstairs. It's not upstairs. It's not in bedrooms. It's not in closed doors, but it's like the, and the other day she had it on the couch and I was like, no, I don't even want it anywhere. I want it in the basket at all times. Like you got to ask permission. Like I'm, I'm on this rabbit hole. And immediately I thought if I knew when my daughter put that I put her phone in a place where she's no longer connected to it, which honestly right now it is the majority of the time, but she's testing boundaries just as the curiosity and the nature goes with these. But, but the opportunities that every single one of us miss with our children that again, generations before never had to navigate were moments for them to learn how to emotionally regulate for them to learn how to connect with their surroundings even the visual interpretation of life that all kids are missing and we're missing right now by not looking out the window whenever they're driving down the road, by not being able to see what someone's demeanor is whenever they're eating at the dinner table and being able to pick up on cues that they had a bad day just by the way that they're swallowing hard or sighing Mm, deep. We're missing all of it. We're missing all of it. And not only that, if I could just speak to the woman that's always listening here, you're missing the opportunity to do dishes for 10 minutes. That makes you feel like a failure at the end of the day, because you scrolled your phone instead. (laughs) Like you're missing, you're missing the mark because of your phone. And that's exactly it. There's not a plan in place to know where to put it. And I, I really kind of resonated obviously with both of your stories one for me, my girls go to gymnastics once a week right now. And I look around and my husband even said to me, he was like, every single one of these moms is missing what their kids are doing at practice because it's just practice. But you want to know what? Mm. Every single time when my girls come off the floor, they ask mom, did you see that one handstand? You bet I did. I did. And I know you did 45 of them today and you're going to do 72 of them in the next month. But I saw that one. I saw that one that you've been dreaming about and you've been working at and it's big to her and it's big to them, you know, and Mm. that story just resonates with me so much. And to Heath's point with, you know, being given the gift of time, I think so many of us don't realize that when we think we're picking up our phone for three minutes it's not ever just three minutes. It's Mm -hmm. never three minutes. All of a sudden 30 minutes has gone by and so much time has been missed. And that compounds over 
hours, days, weeks, yeah. months, years of your lives. So I'm really curious what you guys have to say about two things. One is how are teenagers responding to this in the home? And two, how have you seen marriages transformed from mm. having an RO in the home? I, I want to, uh, uh, real quick, I want to go back just for a brief second on the, the, all, everything you just talked about and what's really what's interesting, the term RO means it's a Maori term and it means, it means to notice. And so that's a, and we are, we're missing out on these opportunities to notice. Let's forget about focus. Focus may come later, but just notice. And it's notice the mommy watch me moments. Notice the daddy watch me moments. And those are really important just to have those because they're, they're constantly asking us for that when they're young, when kids are young, they're asking it for us in very direct terms, mommy, watch me or mm -hmm. mommy, put down your phone. I, I heard that plenty, daddy, put down your phone. So that's, they're asking for it. And it's because kids, when they're young, have this innate sense of value that, that believes that they deserve our attention. And so they grow accustomed as they get older or maybe less vulnerable where they're not willing to ask for it anymore, but it's no less important to them. And so we have one thing I want to frame all this around Chelsea is the, the amazing hopefulness we have in all of this. That's It's easy to go down a shame spiral here and I encourage people not to. I'd encourage you to look towards the hope of what you can do. This has an outsized impact relative to the effort yep. that putting down your phone says to your child and says to your spouse, hey, 8 billion people can theoretically reach me on this phone and you're more important than every single one of them when I put my phone down. So when you get with RO, so when you get that notice that your daughter's put her phone down, that should be a trigger to you and that yep. should be a trigger to me to say, okay, what that means is this is prime time to go spend time with them. Mm -hmm. My daughter and I played Yahtzee for two hours the other day and it was super fun. And it only, and if I would have my phone moments gone, if she has her phone, the moment's gone because it all it takes is a little glance to do that, to, to kill a moment, mm -hmm. to kill vulnerability, to kill intimacy. So it's those. So use those as triggers. We encourage people to use them as triggers. Okay. That's an entry point to go spend some time with your, with your child. So I'll I'll start to answer your question. I want to start a marriage. Heath, you'd probably be great on yep. on the uh, on the teenagers where your kids are. So, to me, in marriage, so there, there's a study by the Gottman Institute that said that that successful couples who remain married turn towards their partner's bid for emotional connection 88 percent of the time, and those couples who don't make it through, they only turn towards their partner's bids for emotional connection 33 percent of the time. So, with our phones, we are physically unable to turn towards our partner's bids for emotional connection. We're sure as heck emotionally unable to do it. So our, our spouses, I believe, are always sending out little subtle, they're sending mm -hmm. out little subtle bids, just little subtle bit. It could be very, very small. And it could be as little as, I probably need to be hit over the head with it sometime to, because I'm a little bit more dense, but it could be, a, it's something like my wife saying, oh gosh, I heard there's a new, you know, I heard there's a new Italian restaurant that opened up in town. What's she saying? She's saying, take me on a freaking date, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what she's saying. But 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 it requires a little bit of vulnerability for her to do that. And so it's just that subtle thing. So we are hearing stories of connection. And for me, it's been dramatic in my marriage. And just this, the thing that happens when you put your phone down and I'm, I'm cheesy about it. I'll say, hey, my wife will say, hey, can I talk to you about something? And I'll say, yeah, but would it be okay if I put my phone in RO first? Like, yeah, idiot. Of course, that's okay. For you. But, God, but, I, but it is a demonstration. Hey, I'm fully here with you. I'm bestowed yeah. because when you put your phone down, you bestow value on the person across the table from you. Absolutely. He tells a great story about being on a date night. And um, actually, I'll let you tell. I just love I love the story of, of this, this epiphany you had on the date night with Misty. Well, yeah, and I will get into the story because it is a fun story. But when we started the business, we said that this will save marriages. Yeah. And, and it's interesting when when 
look, we're all, we're in that age, that 40 to 50 or eight year old range where there's a lot of divorce happening. Mm-hmm. And when someone comes to me and says, I'm having trouble in our, in my marriage, first thing I say is put your phone down, Yeah, put your phone mm-hmm. down. That'll solve a lot of your problems, right? Because it, there's communication connection just doesn't happen if you're connected at the office or connected to fantasy football or connected to whatever else is behind the screen. So there's a real opportunity um, for the business to transform marriages with with the simple act of putting down your phone. My story is, again, I I have plenty of stories of failure, and this is a story of failure. I, we would go, we would do date nights every week, right? Like we were disciplined to doing that, but it wasn't really a date night when my phone's on the table and I'm checking messages mm-hmm. and texts. So one night, and honestly, I don't even know what prompted this, other than maybe my desire for a connection. I looked at my wife and I said, "Take my phone." take my phone, put it in your purse, put it away. You would have thought I bought her a new house or a new car. <laughs> I'm serious. She was so blown away. She was so blown away. And to, and she, she's written a blog on this, but to, to hear her retell the story, it was that moment where she, where she said he was locked in. Like he was focused on me. He was listening to me. Like it was the best conversation we had ever we'd ever have. And Oh, you know, to the guys, if there's any guys listening, like the best way to have, be intimate with your, your spouse is to actually be connected with her emotionally. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so these, those things lead to, to, a, to an outcome that's desired by most men, but <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. So we feel like, again, I, it seems like such a simple and subtle thing, but there's too many stories of, of spouses sitting on couches, watching TV and scrolling their phones and just missing the opportunity to connect. And you talked about time. There's not that many hours in a day, especially if you have jobs and responsibilities and kids and all those types of things. So we're talking about, you know, a couple hours at night where that opportunity presents itself. I was actually on the phone yesterday with, with a woman in New Zealand and just a heartbreaking story, but also hopeful in that she sent an email to us and was very vulnerable. She said, look, I could probably take my shirt off at the dinner table. My husband wouldn't notice like he's that connected to his device. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just goes to show you like this is a global, worldwide, pervasive issue that we're facing. Mm -hmm. And to Joey's point about hope, like there's so much hope in the opportunity that it just takes some slight changes to our behavior and habits in order to make progress. Teenagers. So I have four teenagers. Um, Now they are maybe an exception to the rule because they've grown up in this, you know, this RO environment for the past four or five years. Yeah. And they would tell you that their friends are, are nowhere near as good at putting up their phones. We have some boundaries just like you do. Um, you know, their phone is not sleeping with them at night. You know, when we have, you know, uh, family get togethers, the phone is not, uh, not present mm-hmm. upstairs, all those rules. Um, what I think what you'll find one, it's hard to change bad behaviors, mm. right? So when we started the business, we thought families with kids, 11 to 14, 11 to 15, perfect for RO. It's actually the younger families that are buying it because they want to model this behavior early Mm -hmm. before the cat's out of the bag. But even if the cat is out of the bag, once they start to experience life on the other end of the screen, in particular, once they have friends over and their friends actually do things where they're talking to one another and outside playing or board games or conversations or, you know, a hot tub, who knows, they, they desire that and they seek that out. In fact, you know, my kids have said, oh, I just don't want to go over to their house because they'll be on their phone all night or, yep. Hey dad or mom, will you come down at 1130 and tell everyone it's time to put their phones up? And then they'll tell me what happened the next day. Oh, we stayed up until two or three, which different conversation, but we stayed until <laughs> two or three talking, right? Yeah. 
they they want connection yeah, just like we want connection right and they and and the great news is i think that there's so much data coming out telling us quantifying that what we've done with phones with kids is not working yeah and they're hearing this it's much like it was for me growing up with smoking like the mm-hmm. the data was showing smoking is not good for you not good for people around you so they're they're going to grow up differently than we did we were the guinea pigs of of the of the <laughs> smartphone generation and we've made all the mistakes now with a little bit of data a little bit of you know uh time we have an opportunity to change that and we, we encourage people to and with teenagers especially who maybe have a set of bad habits we encourage people to think of this as a long think of it as a marathon think of it long term yeah. and begin with very small goals just begin with very small goals that say hey let, let's start with five minutes a day, or let's start with a family dinner, or let's start, we're going to watch a family movie. Let's put our phone down. Just start with very small goals and, and focus more on the progress side of things. And just that, that whole little bits of incremental progress daily, kind of the, the Kaizen way of, of improving yourself. So begin with very small goals, but when kids are young, you have such an opportunity to model and, and you know, the, 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 the um, kind of the model over the last few years has been, we model, we model bad behavior. We give our phones, our kids a phone. They mm-hmm. mimic our bad behavior and we criticize the heck out of them for it. That's yeah. not fair, right? Yeah. That's, we, we can't. And so let's, so the opportunity is very cool when your kids don't have phones because you can then model very, very good behavior and just begin to teach, hey, it's okay to spend a little bit of time away from your phone. So again, kids with teenage, people with teenagers, we encourage just begin with very, very small goals and just count the wins and forget about the losses for now and yeah. just find those little bits of win because that'll begin to snowball on itself. I think trusting the process of what the human design and the human experience actually is, is something that we've really lost because we are so enamored by what happens inside of this phone, this world that we yeah. have inside of our phone. And we really have lost touch in so many different ways. I talk about it with screen time and I talk about it with nourishment a lot too, and how we've really lost, you know, our roots with what good wholesome connection looks like. Yeah. And I think once you see, and maybe just, you know, trusting in the process of what happens and how magical those five to 15 minutes actually can be and what the impact of that can become. Because I think once your kids actually experience their parents on the other side of that, yes. because mm-hmm. they want to experience their parents, there's no greater person in their life. And they probably have by mm-hmm. way of being ignored unintentionally because we've had our phone in our hands so much have found other ways of coping and other ways yeah. of entertaining themselves and other ways of feeling good about themselves and looking for all of the things that they actually need for their development. And they've had nowhere else to get it. And it's not to say that everyone's terrible parents. I love how positive and encouraging you guys are to focus on where we're headed and what's actually working instead of what's not working. And it's not to say it's just that everything is all, um, you know, necessarily negative in what we're doing, because there are so many parents that are doing incredible things. I just hope, and I'm, I'm just so excited to see that you're taking this thing and making it so accessible to everyone. I know that for me, looking forward to the RO, one thing that you guys really did get right is what it looks like. The design (laughs) of it is amazing because you know, like I just wouldn't, I'd be like, well, where do I put this thing if it wasn't attractive? So I'm so excited about it. 
And I'm also really looking forward to having a structured place that everyone in the house knows. Like this is for phones only. Our phone basket right now has some keys and sunglasses in it and it loses its luster. Yeah. Uh, I also love that it charges the device whenever you put it in there. I feel like that is such a smart thing. Like yeah. my phone is always dead. I'm always looking for a charger. I'm really excited about just the product in and of itself, but along with everything else that it provides. And I did want to add, I don't know if you guys are connected with this resource or not, but Heath, when you were talking about marriages and just putting your phone down, uh, my husband and I have leaned on Jimmy Evans out of Texas and he has uh, a marriage ministry that's called Exo Marriage. And he took talks a lot about intimacy and connection. And Mm -hmm. he literally says, put your phone down, like just put your phone down. So it's really cool that you guys have this as, you know, the helm of, of what you're doing, where can everybody find and get an RO in their home? Yeah. We'd, we'd love people to go to goro.com and you can order from there. It's a membership. So you're joining a, a, a membership, um, the begins of the year membership. You can go up to two if you would like. And along with that, you get the RO box that comes along for free, but the membership to the, to the soft, the software, and um, we'd also encourage people to follow us on Instagram too, at GoRO Now. That's where you can, if you just want to dip your toe, find out a little bit about what we're what we're like. It's we're not pushing product there. It's a little bit more inspiration and tools. I mean, we again, we don't. I, I mean this genuinely. I don't. We're we're on a mission to help people become aware of this, become aware mm-hmm. of the agency they have over it, yeah. and 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 the hope that's in it, and the outsized impact that happens. So whether that's putting your phone down in RO and joining it. Or if it's a figure and a system for your own family, that's all we want. We we really do think this world can look a lot different. Culture can look a lot different by doing that. So if you want to just dip your toe, find out about it, just get some inspiration and tools. Follow us at GoRO now on Instagram. Um, and I want to I want to say one thing um, that I think is really important for people to hear. And we've said it a few times, but I just want to if if people were to leave with one thing, it would be the hope behind this and. We use we use a term. I think addiction certainly is 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 um, ties into this, but we actually like to use the word habit instead of addiction as mm-hmm. much as we can, mm-hmm. and that's only because when someone's addicted to something, one they admit they're totally powerless, yeah. and then two they totally abstain from the thing that they're addicted to. And we we actually go about it a different way. We actually believe that you have power, that you do have agency, that this does not control you. So for somebody that feels any kind of hopelessness or we're too far gone. That's a lie. And you can go ahead and just get that out of your mind. It's just not true. You do have the power. You do have the agency here. And then two, we believe that you can get into a healthy relationship with your phone. We actually believe that's possible. We both are iPhone users. Mm -hmm. We don't have flip phones. So we think that that is possible for you to build that healthy relationship and not have to completely abstain from it. And let's be honest, many moms listening today who are working hard after you've had some great time with your kids, you've had some great time after you worked all day, had some great time with your kids, great time with your spouse. Sometimes you might need a a couple minute veg out on Instagram. That's okay. I think that's okay. And so I want to, I think what happens is when we start to feel this shame, this toxic Mm -hmm. shame begin to spiral down, then we actually just oddly enough, become more like the thing we don't want to become because we start to view ourselves. So I think if people can view themselves as having power over this, 
and knowing they can build a good relationship, then you'll actually start to become more like that present person you want to be. So I think I, th- I know that mom guilt can be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, again, the mere fact that you're listening today means that you, that you are, that you're in the top 1% anyway, but I think we can get rid of that. We can start looking towards a positive side of things, knowing you have agency of it and over it, knowing that this, like I said, has the most outsized impact relative to the effort that of mm-hmm. anything you can do right now as a parent. Yeah. And it's all worth it. I mean, it, again, this is this is the greatest opportunity we have as parents, greatest opportunity we have as partners and spouses. And so I just want people to to make sure they understand that this is a hopeful message. This is you can you can eliminate the toxic shame you might be feeling around it. I'm unbelievably encouraged by that personally and looking forward to having Aro as a part of our home and the way that we do things and hopefully for everyone that's here as well. What an incredible message, Joey and he. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your commitment and your investment into this mission. Uh, I know that our family is going to be blessed and so many others will be too. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Chelsea. Heath and Joey, thank you so much for being a part of our community. And thank you so much for your time and your dedication to something that you know you are very much greatly called to create and give to the world. I don't know about you ladies, but I am running as fast as I can to get my RO right now. I can't wait to hear what you think whenever you get your RO. Please click the link down below to be able to get connected with this incredible product. And let's chat about how this changes not only your life, but mine over in the DMs. All right, I'll meet you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.